In the beginning was the word. Oh, I see. You think uh, religion is for suckers and easy marks and mollycoddles, huh? It's just me. You think Jesus is some kind of a sissy, eh? Jesus had guts. Hi and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Well, Easterfest is one of the biggest festivals in the Southern Hemisphere every year. Out at Toowoomba, it is one of the most exciting highlights of the year for me. And uh, last year in uh, 2010, we caught up with some of the greatest artists on the planet. Come and hear some of their stories today. Join us on the, uh, the trip to Easterfest 2010. Looking forward to Easterfest this year coming up. Everyone give it up for Super Jack! <laughs> Woo! Wow. Okay, uh, I've just got a few quick questions to ask, uh, and then we've got some questions from the crowd we're going to go through. Firstly, what do you think of Australia? I love it. You love it? Yeah, it's totally opposite of the movie that I just saw the other day with uh, Hugh Jackman and Nicole Kidman. Totally different, but it's it's amazing. It's way better than the movie. Yeah, it's way better than the movie. No, we do. We love it. This is um, probably... It's our third time here, and uh, we don't always get to explore, but we have a little bit of downtime this trip. And we're excited to see a little bit more of your beautiful country. It's like, one of our favorite places to come. This morning, me and Chase saw a dead bat that was like literally this big. This big. We don't have those have like that where They're we like come from. They're like this big in the States. Yeah. They stay really little. This one was really big. Yes. Sorry. Random. And what are the people like? Are we friendly? Are we loving? Are we looking after you? Okay? You feel like you're at home? Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. I, I, I was wondering if anyone wants to adopt me because I would like to move. Amen. Does anyone yes. want to adopt the blonde be awkward. <laughs> Is there, I see that hand. It I might see need that to be hand. someone older than I am. I think it needs to be a, I am married, a mother. So it can't be like a husband kind of thing. That'd be weird. But yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. You can't and buy me. This is a Christian festival. We'll keep exactly. It. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Now tell us a bit of your history. You guys are based in Chicago. Tell us how you all got together. How did it all start? We all met on uh, Facebook. It was kind of weird. <laughs> From, no. We were compatible. <laughs> Uh, just through mutual friends and whatnot, right? Is that how we did it? Yeah. Tell just, it, Trisha. It kind of randomly, Melissa and I went to a festival one summer, and I just graduated from high school, and we met uh, Dave and Max, who isn't with us. Um, he doesn't tour anymore, but um, we met them. They were in a band called Church of Rhythm, and um, it was really random how we met, and they got our info and asked if we knew any girls that would want to be in a band called Super Chick. So they had this vision for it, and they were just looking for the girls. And um, so a few months later, we went up to Chicago, auditioned, and really kind of really liked their vision and wanted to try it out. So then Matt was like a friend of a friend, and, and Chase is new. He's our drummer, and he is phenomenal. He's awesome. Thank you, thank you. And that was 11 years ago. 11 years. So yes. you've been going for over a decade now. And you guys have a vision as a band. You don't just sing songs. You don't just uh, try and get up on stage and perform and entertain. You actually have a heart uh, with a message. What do you guys believe? What's the foundation of your band? I think really, uh, you know, things change somewhat throughout the years. But as long as we can remember, uh, our passion really is just to encourage people that every single person in the world has been created for a reason and for a purpose. Because I think a lot of times people, they think, oh, I, I can't do this or I can't do that or what was I made for or this seems too small or this seems too big. But the truth of it is, is that God created each one of us exactly the way that we are for a reason and for a purpose and that we can affect the world in a positive way. You can affect it in a positive or a negative way. 
So uh, we encourage people to affect it in a positive way, even if it's in the little ways. Like even if it's just being nice to the person in the checkout line or sitting with a kid at lunch that nobody sits with. But all of those things have ripple effects that affect the world, sometimes in an even bigger way. Let's welcome to the stage, New Empire. So welcome to Easterfest. This isn't your first time here. You've been here a few times. Uh, Anything different this year you've noticed? Um, I miss the mud from last year. No, I don't. <laughs> it's the sunburn this year. It was the, yeah, it the mud last year, the sunburn this year, but I think we can live with that. We loved your show on main stage last night. It was Thank going you. off. In fact, I had someone come and ask me, can you ask them if they have a choreographer? So do you have a choreographer? No. We don't. No, I think... I think we, we didn't actually know we did a lot of choreographed moves until sort of like, you know, a year ago. Yeah. And, um, but we were before, but we, we only just realised... Um, you know, with, with our hair flicking and stuff like that, <laughs> by just looking across, just going, what the we heck? Just, yeah, yeah, we just watch videos back and go, just go wow, did, did yeah. that just happen? It yeah. does look cool. Do you need to do like any stretches or anything before you go on stage so you don't tear a muscle or something? A little bit, yeah, we do. Sometimes, yeah. 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 And kind of just jump and stay. If you're backstage at some, so at some shows, you'll just see us running up and down. Some people think we're, we're idiots, but it's kind of psych-up styles. Yeah it's, yeah, it's like the same as a, like if you're just getting ready to play a game of footy or something like that. Yeah. We kind of just treat it the same. Mm. That's cool. Sanctus Real. What was um, the process getting to Australia? Is it something you've been wanting to do for a while, or is Australia just opening up for you guys? What's taking you so long? Um, I don't know if we ever tried or were invited. So <clears throat> Easterfest... Uh, I, it would have been last year, late last year, put the invite out, and we didn't think we could do it because of our schedule back in the States. Um, but we just, we said, we're going to come, we made it happen, and we booked everything back home around it. So when we get back home, we go right back on the road, pretty much. Um, but we're excited to be here. We've never been to Australia, even individually outside the band. This is all of our first yeah. time to be here. So we didn't really know what to expect. Um, you know, I think... A friend of mine, he actually runs sound for Rebecca St. James, and um, he was here last year, I guess, with her, and he just said, if you guys can go, you, you need to go. So it came up, and we said, we're going to do it. So that's how it happened. Good stuff. Talk us through the origins of your band, because you've been together since 96, I believe, so it has been a long time, and I guess you know, on the Australian scene, you're kind of just coming to the forefront, but where did you come from? How did you get together, and what were those first years like? Um... Well, let's see. Uh, this is Chris over here, and this is Matt over here. And the two of these guys actually met uh, in a Christian high school back home. We're from Ohio, a little town called Toledo. Um, so they went to Toledo Christian High School together, and they started playing in the chapel worship band. Uh, and that turned into them getting together after school in Chris's basement and learning how to play Weezer tunes together. And uh, they had a couple other buddies, and they, they were trying to start a band, and um, I actually was trying to start a band out of the church that I was going to with a couple friends that I also went to their high school. And long story short, neither one of our bands went very far. I think we each played a whopping couple of youth group shows and then broke up. And my band actually never had a bass player. We conned Chris into playing bass for us, uh, the one show that we did do. <laughs> and uh, so we broke up and took what was left and put it together, and that was Sanctus Real. We are stoked to have these guys all the way from Canada. Please welcome Article 1 to the stage. 
Welcome to Australia, guys. This is your first time, is that right? Yeah. What are your first impressions? I know you've probably only been here for like six hours. What have you seen? What's, what's cool about Australia? My, my first impression is when can I move here? Um, <laughs> it, it's awesome. We spent a couple of days on the Gold Coast and yeah, sunshine versus snow. I'll take that any day. I did um, lots of credible research this morning on Article 1 on Wikipedia, the nice. source of all knowledge. Oh, yes. And it said that it, you got your name from the whole Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Is this an urban legend that's on Wikipedia, or is this correct? No, that's correct. Oh, good. Um, good. We've, uh, right from the beginning, uh, we always, when we started the band, we thought it'd be really cool if we could be more than just about the music and uh, we were always just really interested in, in the social justice stuff and the compassions and the world visions and we just thought it'd be cool if we could take uh, a name that just sort of stood for something more. And basically Article 1 of the Universal Declaration says that everyone was, uh, was born free and equal in dignity and rights and therefore should be treated in a spirit of brotherhood and we just think that's a great way to, uh, to live so uh, that's where the name comes from. Have you done any trips to any of those countries before? Uh, no, uh, we still need to get more, uh, they say, uh, it's, it's one of those things that's like, we've sort of talked about it, but it's never actually been able to, to work out with our schedules and stuff. So, uh, we're, it's definitely one of those things where we're, we're trying to get to happen, but, uh, not yet. It sounds like an awesome experience. Yeah. Right? And, and as you hear, a lot of the artists have been there and done that and, yeah, and had that yeah. real personal connection with the kids. So yeah. must be pretty awesome. I read an interesting quote on your website that says, Article 1 refuses to acknowledge the rift between art and faith. I thought, that's an interesting one. It got me thinking, is there a rift between art and faith? And why do you refuse to acknowledge it? What's your stance on all of that? I, I think sometimes there's... In in Christian music, they I don't know there there seems to be a, uh, sometimes this a stereotype or assumption that you can't have the the faith aspect to, uh, or you might have to sacrifice the art for that or you might have to sacrifice one for the other and we've just tried to play our music and incorporate the faith uh, the faith aspect equally in. Uh, and not sacrifice one or the other. Awesome. Finally, you hear at Easter Fest, a festival at Easter, about Easter. So what does Easter mean to you guys as a band and personally? Well, I think, uh, I think as, as Christians, you know, Easter, um, just thinking about everything that Jesus did for us, uh, you know, 2,000 years ago, uh, it's the reason we're here. Just a, a huge event, and it's so great... Um, to just be able to celebrate that and to be able to celebrate it with, you know, music and art and, uh, you know, just get back to the real reason that we're here and the, the real reason we have our faith. So I think it's awesome. It's cool to do it with so many thousands of people as well. Just oh, to all yeah. get together and just celebrate <laughs> yeah. Easter in style, I yeah, reckon. Yeah, totally. That's great. I have a few questions here from the Girls for God magazine, and uh, I know they featured you in one of their recent editions as well. They yes. want some more questions. They want more out of you guys, all right? <laughs> uh, Nolan has been with you guys for less than a year, so do you have some sort of initiation process for new band members? Oh, gosh. I don't think... Uh... Just being in Canada is an initiation enough. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, we took them on a tour where we had to do a lot of heavy lifting, so that was maybe the, the initiation. We, we had to be the crew for another band, so that was a bit of a shock to all of us, though. <laughs> they say that as a band, you appear to have a particular dress code. Do you dress like this in real life? Um, <laughs> there you go. 
<laughs> what does being a part of this band actually mean to you guys in your own personal lives? I think uh, for me, I, I love playing music and um, I love being able to be surrounded um, with such great, great people in uh, day-to-day in my day-to-day life with what we do. You know, we meet so many wonderful people who challenge us. We hear great messages and uh, things that keep us on our toes. And it really is just a, a privilege and a joy to be able to play music and, and do it for the glory of God every day. What do you think is the biggest pressure that boys face today? And do you have any advice you can give on that? Um, Sorry to put you on the spot. <laughs> just, okay, biggest pressure from... Media. It probably depends on the age group. I, I know in like uh, high school age, there's huge pressure to fit in and, and be cool and fit in with, with everyone and, and find your own place. And I think that can sometimes put pressure on people to not, not do things that they'd want to or should do. I think, too, another uh, big pressure on on uh, young guys is just a, a, a pressure to be self-sufficient and a, a pressure to not really express how they're feeling or uh, sort of delve into sort of spiritual or emotional issues that they may be going through. Um, so with that, I just think there's a real, a real importance for, for young guys to just really bond in, in the faith and, and sort of sh- uh, share their struggles together uh, share what they might be going through together, and I think uh, just by doing that, you kind of recognize what you're going through in other people. And there's a real sort of uh, a real comfort in that, and uh, yeah, uh, that's what I would say. So. Awesome. And finally, you guys have been touring as a band for quite some time. So, how do you find it living in each other's pockets for a <laughs> decent amount of time? Is, are there times where you just want to run away? Uh, well, yeah, we've we've. Pr- I think last year we spent uh, 225 or 250 days on the road together, wow. and uh, there definitely is times when you get to the end of the tour and you're just like, "Hey, I love you, but I don't want to see you for a week." Because <laughs> we've had every meal together, we've slept in the same hotel rooms together, we've sat in a van together for 225 days this year. Let's just take a bit of a break. So, uh, yeah, but no, we actually get along really, really great. Um, But, yeah, you do uh, reach a point where you just need a little space. We have the current Australian Idol in our midst. His name is Stan Walker. Welcome him to the stage. Welcome to Easterfest. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Have you been to Easterfest before? No, it's my first time, so yeah, awesome. it's awesome. First time and you get to sing on main stage. Oh man, I know so many. Oh my gosh, my cousin's down here. <laughs> I'm <had a> cry. <laughs> You're obviously of the Maori heritage. What does that mean to you? Oh, it's a big thing, you know. We're, we're a proud people, Maoris. Any Maoris up in here? Yeah! We're proud. So no, it's, it's, it's awesome to be Māori. I think that's where we get our talent from. That's awesome. I was actually just talking to someone about it before, and they were saying it's really quite hard when you become a Christian to come out of the whole Māori culture because they, they believe in a lot of gods. Um, how did you find that for you? There's a lot of different things that you know, people believe. Um, there's a big religion in um, New Zealand, it's a Ratana thing, and um, we, didn't really, we weren't brought up in that sort of thing, so it wasn't really a problem for me to... Um, you know, identify that you know that there was only one God, but um, no, nah, yeah, it wasn't really a problem because I didn't. Our family wasn't really um, 
that believe in all their, all their stuff. So yeah. <laughs> Oh, it makes it easy for you. And you've always sung as part of your family. What was it like, like in your day-to-day life as a kid? Would you just be like in the kitchen and just start singing? I don't know, yeah. We've all, always kind of sung like our culture, you know. We sing at funerals, sing at weddings, sing at birthdays. And we just sing at a whole lot of stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. But I didn't, I didn't really sing until I was about 12. Um... I was always ashamed I didn't really think I could sing. My older brother, Rusty, always used to tell me that he was better. <laughs> Did he still tell you that? <laughs> no. Nah. <laughs> A few people have been saying, you're out there, all the girls go wild whenever you come onto the stage. Uh, so some people from some of the girls... <laughs> some people from the girls' magazines are saying, how do you cope with that? I mean... Again, it's the whole big head thing. Like, you don't want to get a big head about it. But, I mean, what does it do to you? Whenever, wherever you go, you're having girls screaming your name. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's kind of funny. Like, I'm just like, no, oh, I don't really care about it. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I just scream back at them. Like, ah, oh, they get Austin. I'm like, oh, it's you. <laughs> no, because, I don't know. Like, they think, oh, you know, like... <laughs> I remember this little girl, I was so cute, this little girl, I think she was like 10, she goes, can I have your number? <laughs> and I was just like, oh, sorry. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know my number and I don't, so lucky I was telling the truth. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, I was checking out your Twitter over the last couple of days. I love what you've got to say on Twitter. Like every few hours you're just tweeting what's going on, but practically every tweet is giving glory to God and I just think that's absolutely <laughs> awesome. What kind of a role does your faith play then in your everyday life and in your music as well? Well, it's pretty simple, man. Like, oh, just God is so amazing and it's so funny because, like, if you knew me before, I kind of, you know, had that full-on surrender, then it was different. But it's not until you really encounter God and give everything over to God that God becomes real and, like, why should not be sharing my faith? You know, like, it's, you know, we're supposed to be Christians and, and to be Christian is to be like Christ and Jesus was the most shameless offending person. I was like, man, I'm going to be like that. Like if people only knew what he saved me from, then they'd be exactly like me too. I don't even care if I look stupid, if I'm fat or whatever. I don't even care. Hey, man, I want to praise God. I'm shameless. I don't care. Hey, that's me. <laughs> that's pretty awesome to hear. And I guess you're thinking about that, particularly at Easter, when the whole grace thing comes to the fore. What does Easter mean to you? Oh, it's, it's about Jesus dying. You know, they, it, it's so funny because all the chocolate eggs and stuff like that. I like them. It's good. Can't you see? <laughs> no. But, like, it's, it just represents new life and new beginning. And it's, this year is about that, man. It's about restoration and healing and new life, especially at this time. And it's so awesome. So it's just celebrating, celebrating you know, Jesus just raising from the dead. He's alive. Yeah. <laughs> now that you're famous, many teenagers will see you as a role model. So how do you feel about that? It's exciting. It's it's a it's a it's a big responsibility. But man, people say you know, is it hard to be a Christian? It had to be this. I was like, it only it's only hard when you make it hard. When Jesus, like, if Jesus is for you, man, like, who can be against you? And like, God is so much bigger than any dumb little circumstance. So like, I'm actually excited. I want to be like. Especially for young indigenous people, young Polynesian people, you know, for my people, Māori people, man, I just want to, there's not many young Māori people, you know, like, and I just fully want to, oh, that's, yeah, that's incredible. Love it. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll let you go and rest your voice. Thanks so much for having a chat with us. Oh, thank you. Thank you, everybody. God bless you.
If you'd like to download this interview, just go to www.historymakersradio.com and also you can make a donation if you'd like. I'm Matt Prater. Have a great week. History Makers.